hello and welcome to episode 5 of Show Some Respect, Tom Wickham is talking. How do we feel about that intro song? I really like it, but I never know when to come in. I don't know where, I don't know where the start is. It always feels a little too long before I jump in, but it doesn't hit its steam until it hits that weird piano chord. Big thank you to my friend James Dunlop who pulled that track together. Big fan of his music. I would shout out some of his musical projects, but uh, I, don't, I don't believe they exist on the internet currently. And all of his former incarnations of uh, musical releases he seems to hate now, which is a shame because I was a fan. I'm just getting a text message from the ABS trying to get me to do a survey. Absolutely not. I'm not... Isn't there enough of my data out there? Does the ABS really need to conduct a survey via the phone to know how I feel about the world right now? Can't you just ask Google? Ask Instagram how much more time I've been spending watching videos of cats to see how I feel about the way the world is right now. It's a pleasure to be here with you once again, episode five. I'm finding this, I've said this to a lot of friends, in the world of podcasting, There is always a honeymoon period. There is a time at the beginning where you're just so excited to play radio host for a while. It doesn't really matter what you say. You just kind of hop on. You fuck around a bit. And you bring that excitement. People enjoy that. And then around episode three, four, five, you go, oh, yeah, got to do this again this week. Half an hour is a long time. And I don't have to tell any of you who are listening to this how long half an hour is. You feel it. You can feel it in your bones every time you tune into this. And I was a little bit vulnerable last week. You might have noticed there was a few times towards the end I thought I've lost my steam, I've lost my rhythm, my momentum. People might not be enjoying this as much. But I've actually had some really, really lovely feedback about the last episode, about the podcast in general. A few people have been reaching out and saying how much they enjoy it. And it just goes to show that that vulnerability that I have is misguided. I am the best. I am a born entertainer. Never question that. Never take a moment to wonder whether you have something to offer because obviously you do, more so than anyone else. That's what I need to tell myself. I'll listen back to this on repeat. Just to remember, never to doubt myself ever again. In fact, never even reflect. Just keep going. Just keep talking. Don't stop at half an hour. Keep going, Tom. Keep talking to the microphone. It's the only thing getting these people through their day. How am I doing, you ask? I'm doing okay, except for a couple of things. Crypto's down. My Russian AI marketing bot is not giving me back my money. GameStop has not gone to the moon yet. I sit I sit here in front of this microphone today, a lonely, middle-class person. I meant to say lowly. I said lonely. Some kind of Freudian slip. A lowly, middle-class person. I might have to work for some time yet. That's what I'm coming to terms with. I might have to have a job for for a little while, which is obviously nothing that a a 30-year-old person wants to confront. You'd like to think retirement is just around the corner at all times. You'd like to think I can be one of those people who buys a cryptocurrency made after a meme and then I can put my feet up for the rest of my days. Maybe I can turn one of these podcasts into an NFT and someone will inexplicably pay $200 million for it. Who's to say what's possible in this crazy world? But as of right now, just that white-collar working life for me, I think this is one of the hardest times to be working in human history because 
even though we have offices with bean bags and social events and Christmas parties and open bars and team lunches and away days and perks and benefits and lots of annual leave and a shorter working day and the opportunity to go to four days a week. Wouldn't have been better. Wouldn't it have been better if we had none of those things? Wasn't it easier when you just had to stack bricks and that was just the way it was? Because no one was ever stacking bricks knowing you could make a career from YouTube. Probably not strictly true. I think there are a lot of people out there still stacking bricks. But you see what I'm trying to say. At least when you were a blue-collar worker during the Depression, you didn't have a choice. You, you, didn't, you didn't have that, that nagging thought in the back of your mind of, hey, maybe if I set up my video camera and fling golf balls at a plastic cup from the other side of the room for seven hours until I get it just right, I can have 1.5 million views on TikTok tomorrow. I spend a lot of time in this podcast talking about TikTok because it does absorb most of my thoughts, and I am bombing relentlessly on TikTok at the moment. I haven't put up anything on TikTok that's gotten any traction in months. And for those of you not in the content game, first of all, what are you doing? What, what, if, if you're not making content, what, are you, what is life? Why are you sticking around? But if you're not in the content game, you, you, would, you wouldn't know. TikTok had a golden era. TikTok had an absolute golden era in the late 2021s when you could put videos up that you spent less than a minute considering and it would get 3.5 million views. That was my biggest TikTok video. 3.5 million views, hundreds of thousands of likes. I'm going, well, should I write my resignation letter now because I am on track to be an influencer and it's gone. It's all gone. I'm lucky to get 500 views at the moment and it, it hurts. But then you've got some guy in your feed who is just frisbeeing discs at a Nintendo Wii for six hours a day. 12 million views. 12 million views because this guy had eight hours to wait for a fluke and just prayed that his phone didn't run out of storage or battery in the meantime because that's how he was going to eat that week. How can you come to terms? I've spent five years trying to become a comedian out there hustling, doing open mic sets to drunk audiences in rooms above pubs to little to no reaction just to hone my skills enough so that I can have a video go semi-viral for half a day. Meanwhile, this guy, living in his parents' basement, is just working out angles that he can throw a golf ball where it might land on top of another golf ball that will then descend a set of stairs into a cup. And Microsoft pays him $2 million a year to occasionally... Use that video to plug the new Xbox. What are we doing? I don't want to live in a world where TikTok trickshotters is a legitimate career path. Because here's the thing, that guy who's living in his mother's basement making those videos, his parents on the one hand must be like, What's, he's got to get his life together. 
He's got to start pursuing something. He has to build a skill set. But on the other hand, after he made that video of a ping pong ball flying through a set of Dyson hair dryers and landing on the other side of the room in a trash can, everyone in the house has, has, has Dyson stylus devices, Dyson stylish devices for, for, for free. You know, he, he, he knocked, he chipped a golf ball off a dozen brand new Teflon pans, landed it in a shot glass. Now every appliance in the kitchen is brand new. How can his mum be angry at that? How can they get on their high horse when all of their consumer electronics are supplied by Nintendo? Because he managed to roll a copy of Super Smash Brothers on its side straight into the Wii U. And this is quite ironic coming from me because I just spent about 45 minutes setting up the lighting for this video and no one's going to watch it. Honestly, I just spent more time than it took me, than all the time that it will take me to record, edit, and release this podcast I set, spent trying to set up lighting in such a way that it will be aesthetically pleasing. And honestly, the result, not that thrilled. Seriously, I am recording this on 4K. I'm recording this in 4K on my phone, new iPhone, New lights, studio lights on either side, two-point lighting, a brand new MacBook Pro to edit it on, top-of-the-line road podcasting gear, and 60 people are watching. So please hop onto the YouTube, enjoy this, because I need to get those view numbers up, because they are just haunting me. Every day I log on, I see 17 views. <sighs> She's a cruel mistress, content. But despite that, I'm feeling good. I'm, uh, I'm in a good place right now, despite what you might have taken away from the last 15 minutes of this podcast so far. Um, and look, I'll, I'll be honest, sure, things are looking bleak now, but things are looking up as well. Because for the third consecutive week, someone has bought in as an advertiser with this podcast. And I've only done one ad so far. This is where things are going. $7. $7 someone just deposited into my account because they know the value of this podcast. And it's only, it's, it won't be long until the mainstream media picks up on that as well. And now, if you wanted it at $7, and I'm sure you would have loved that, too late. We're raising the stakes. Eight bucks. Eight bucks PayPal to me. You can have your wares worked. What's the word? Eight dollars. You can have your wares spruiked on this podcast. You can open yourself to a whole new customer base. Like if your target customer is some of my friends. This is the podcast for you. And that's what we had, that's what we've got this week with our second sponsor who got in on the low, low price of $6. Gee, that sounds good, doesn't it? Six bucks to get on this podcast. That would be like buying crypto. It'd be like buying Bitcoin at, at $200, the way that this thing is inflating. A dollar a week, think about it. A dollar a week, we're up to eight bucks. If I can churn out another... 992 episodes. That's $1,000 a week for this podcast. If I, can, if I can just get through another, what is that? 20 years of this podcast. Increasing ad revenue by a dollar each time. By episode 1,000. I'm making, I'm making minimum wage. That's where things are going. Obviously, by 2042, $50,000 a year, probably going to be significantly lower than minimum wage. But 
It's a start. So who have we got sponsoring this week, you ask? Well, I had a man uh, drop a little message into my account. A man whose name I won't mention on this podcast because it escapes me. And he has asked me to tell you all about the amazing ceramic brand, Cali Creates. Now, is it Cali Creates? Is it Kaylee Creates? I don't know. If I was a proper marketer, I would have found out. But uh, this isn't really advertising. This is a this is an ill thought out creative device designed to make you give me some money, and it seems to be working at this stage. Kelly and or Kelly creates. Uh, now this guy, he, it's his it's his partner who makes these handmade. All of these mugs, vases, more mugs, coasters. We all need coasters. I mean, none of us need coasters, but some people think they need coasters. Uh, and I got to say, guys, these are these are adorable. These are very cute. These ceramics from Kaylee Creates. Now, I don't know where she sourced the child labor to make these, um, but you can see every little dimple made by I'm going to say five, six year old hands. It's kind of like, but given this is probably a millennial audience, and many of you probably don't have children yet, but we all want one of those. Uh, Father's Day, World's Best Dad mugs. This is as close as you're going to get because these are adorable. And Kaylee, to you and your team of, I'm guessing, Nepalese children making these mugs, my hat's off to you. Uh, and and to, to be able to sell a very clearly handmade mug for the low, low price of $55. I mean, I'm sure IKEA does have something, you know, a little bit more. Some people would say professional, not me. I would. I wouldn't say that. Uh, something a little bit more. Um, I guess standard for for two dollars, um, made in a factory by adults. But Kaylee creates on Instagram, bringing you something unique, bringing you a conversation starter, bringing you a a, a centerpiece. Because when you hand out a piping hot cup of chai in one of these mugs, there is no way someone isn't going to ask you whether you have a niece or nephew. And that's just the start of the conversation. Now, here's what I would like to say. I don't know Callie. I don't know Kaylee. I don't know who this woman is. And this is very clearly her pride and joy. And she spent a lot of time making these things. And I don't actually think it is made by children. But that would be the joke in this case. It is also the joke that her boyfriend mentioned to me when asking me to do these ads. So Kelly or Kaylee, if you are listening, please know this was all your boyfriend's idea. Now, has he gotten his $6 worth? I guess it depends what he was looking for. If he was looking to actually grow your business, he picked the wrong podcast because uh, as I have come to learn, this is exclusively millennial men who listen to this and millennial men aren't spending $55 on a mug covered in rainbows okay because this is also a very straight listenership I have one non-binary person listening to this podcast and even they are very straight presenting shout out to Artie Gallagher so if he was really looking to help your business and to grow and to sell and move product Probably should have gone elsewhere. Probably gone should have gone to say, you know, she's on the money, shameless, uh, something uh, that is more targeted towards chicks. 
Um, however, uh, if a woman has somehow slipped through the cracks and made it through the first 17 minutes of this podcast, uh, go and check it out. Kaylee Kretz. Also, if, if you could go and follow the page, even if just two of you, look, I'm going to do it now. Bam. My girlfriend likes ceramics. Maybe this will pop up on her algorithm now. Who's to say? Uh, that's got to be worth something, right? I actually kind of feel like I might need to buy something from Kaylee or Kaylee Creates just to make up for how much I've shat on her business today because I'm very happy. Going back to Bing Fraser's book that we spoke about last week, very happy to shit on that, um, you know, Happy to shit on literature. I'm also happy to shit on Bing Fraser's book, which is almost certainly not literature. Uh, as I said last week, I think his book is mostly a, a, a blogger with access to printing. It was how I would describe that. Um, Kelly Crates, I'm, I'm sure a lovely woman. If just one of you could buy it, what's a coaster cost? If just one of you could go and buy it, the coasters actually aren't bad. If you could go buy a little dragon, twenty two fifty. fuck me. And that's the cheap one. You could get one that's a lemon or an orange for 30 bucks. And guess what? They're both sold out. What is happening? $30 for... Is it several coasters? Pack of four. Pack... Oh, that's... Okay. If anyone would like to go four ways on a pack of orange coasters, once they're back in stock, you know, once she's got those kids working again, I don't know, must be school holidays coming up soon. Um, if you would like to go four ways on a coaster... Let me know. Reach out. I, I would have a orange coaster. Um, obviously, I'm only going to pay the $6 that I was given for this. I'm not dipping into my own funds for this. I might give it back because I don't think I've really done a great job of advertising it. But uh, if you if there are you know three kind souls out there who would like an orange coaster for $8, which is almost market value, reach out. We'll, uh, we'll go in on Kelly Crates. Also, I don't know if that counts. It doesn't include shipping. If it includes shipping, I'm out. If it includes shipping, I'm uh, I'm not doing it. But there you go. Sponsor the podcast, Kelly Creates. And if you want to sponsor this podcast, you can for the low, low price of $8. $8. And look, let's be honest. It's not going to be $8 of business investment or there's not going to be any ROI on that money. But unless you count laughter as a return, because I think that's what the world needs right now is, 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 a, is a big double dose of laughter. Because that war in Ukraine, it's, um, it's dragging on. And uh, I think I can speak for all of us when I can say it's getting a little dull. I was excited at the start. World War Three was happening. I kind of look at the war in the Ukraine a little bit like recycling. You know, until China's involved, I'm not interested. What else has been going on? I'm back. Uh, I'm, I'm, if, hey, if anyone has TV recommendations, write in. I'm always looking for things to watch and we could talk about them on the podcast because, you know, I mean, that is mostly what culture is now is just taking turns discussing what we watched on Netflix last and there's only nine more episodes of this season of Drive to Survive. Um, I do enjoy Drive to Survive, but there is something strange about watching a documentary where you already kind of know where it's going because if anyone who pays attention to Formula 1, we, we, we know where it ends. It's very hard to get excited about who's going to win the race when you already know who wins the whole competition. But in that, you know, we kind of knew how World War II ended and a lot of those documentaries are pretty good. I've heard, I don't know, I don't watch them. I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> what was it, like 20, 30 years ago? Uh, it's barely relevant anymore, I think. 
Someone yesterday was telling me about a, a documentary that I should watch. It was about um, the Thai football team that got stuck in the cave. And he was like, uh, did, you, did you see the documentary on Disney about those Thai football players? And I said, absolutely not. What, why would I? But that happened years ago. They all got out. What's, what's there, what could there possibly be to know? Like I barely paid attention at the time. At the time, I was like talking to people. And I said, Do you hear about these Thai footballers in the cave? And I'm like, yep. And they're like, yeah, pretty crazy. It's like, I guess. And then a week later, like, hey, you hear about those Thai footballers in the cave? Like, yeah, they're in the cave. No, no, they're out now. Oh, okay. So all that was for nothing. I'm now, this story has gone from 11 young boys trapped fighting for their lives to 11 young boys have disappointing vacation. What, what could there be? You know, I think we already went through this with the Chilean miners. I know it's a different race of people, different continent, different age group. Same basic story though, right? And even that was just Beaconsfield mine en masse. How many times do we have to hear the same story? And I'm certainly not going to spend 90 minutes dedicating. People love to tell you about documentaries, don't they? People love to tell you they just watched a documentary as if it is any more useful than any other form. Just watch cartoons. The only benefit is you get to tell me about it as if that makes you smarter even though we both know you're going to forget every detail about those Thai boys within a week. Like I watched, don't get me wrong, I went through this. I watched Tiger King and Megan a Murderer and that one about Caitlin slash Bruce Jenner. That was good. But do I remember any of it? Absolutely not. I remember enjoying it. You know what I really enjoyed? Telling people that I watched it. That was the highlight, was telling people, hey, I watched this documentary the other day. And like, oh, what happened? I'm like, I, that's hardly the point, is it? The point is, I watched a documentary. What are you doing? What have you been doing with your life while I've been learning about the underground big cat industry in South of America? But please get in touch with any any recommendations, uh, especially if they're documentaries, even just for your benefit. I might set up my own. I might set up a separate Instagram account where you can just send documentary recommendations, so you can feel good about yourself, uh, and then we can all just go on with our lives without seeing them. I had another idea that something I wanted to do. Um, I've been kind of keeping an eye on YouTube and the trends on YouTube. You know, more people. You know, more kids want to be YouTubers than astronauts now. And I don't know if that is a compliment to YouTubers or a real attack on astronauts. And fair enough, what have they done? What was... Like, there are two astronauts in history I would have wanted to be, and one of them was played by Matthew McConaughey in a fictional movie. And the other one is Neil Armstrong. I mean, sure, Buzz Aldrin had a good name, but second man on the moon... mm. Neil Armstrong, first man on the moon. I think that's the... When we think astronaut, that's what we're thinking. We're thinking, going to the moon, maybe there will be aliens. There's not aliens. Hey, Neil, are there aliens down there? There's not. I don't need to go down there. Let's just... Let's just... Turn it around. You put the flag... I'll throw you the flag, plant the flag, and let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, and we'll tell them from now on they can just send monkeys. Monkeys will do plenty. There's no one to communicate with here anyway. I actually had... This is a... This is a, a true... And slightly mean story. 
I had a guitar teacher when I was 18 or 19. Lovely guy. Really liked him. Great at guitar. He decided to quit his pursuit of being a musician, which I think he was doing. I think he was teaching guitar and playing at pubs and making a living doing that. Already an extraordinary career. Most people wish they could make a career doing the thing they're passionate about, their artistic pursuit. Most of them don't do it. He packs it all in because he decides he wants to be an astronaut. I had thought when I was 16, being taught guitar by this guy, that I was the child. But no, this guy thinks he can go from amateur jazz musician to space cadet. How was He was teaching himself physics for the first time, by the way, because he was doing music too in HSC. He wasn't doing advanced calculus. He started teaching himself physics on the internet. You know the way astronauts do. You know how all astronauts learn how mechanical engineering works. It's through a combination of uh, YouTube and Udemy. That is where all the great astronauts start. We all know that. And I didn't realize this. Well, he would have been if he had been if he had been successful. And look, who's who's to say? It's only been ten years. It could happen. And if you hear about the world's first Australian astronaut. Is that true? I first Australian astronaut. Maybe there has. Surely there's. Okay, no, there has been one. He was the first Australian-born person to journey into space, and the first astronaut with a beard. Both, uh, both achievements. Okay, this was a while ago. This was in the eighties. So there have been Australian astronauts. I take it back. I thought he would have been the first. How many Australian astronauts have are there? Sure, that was what. Three. There's three. There's three of them. It details... This is the story of Australia's three astronauts. Philip Chapman... Paul, I don't know. I'm not going to say their names. It details the experiences of these three exceptional men and their roles in the space programs of the United States and Russia. Who was working for Russia? Who picked that horse? I guess if you're one of three, maybe you're like... Well, two of them are already going for USA. I need to hedge my bets here. Like, let's go all or nothing. Let's let's get into that Russian space program. Anyway, the point being, this guy was never going to be an astronaut. That was never going to happen. I know I'm trying to pursue a career as a professional comedian. Equally laughable. Sometimes I, I talk to people, they're like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to be a stand-up comedian. And as I say it out loud, I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. This is pathetic. I'm, I want to be a stand-up com- accountant. I want to be an. I want to be an accountant. What is? What would be the least realistic career? I mean, stand-up comedians up there. Actor. Actor if you're ugly for sure. But then, oh no, actor if you're just plain looking. I think there's a room for ugly actors. There's a room for ugly actresses. There's no room for a plain looking actor. You either have to be like really weird looking. You got to have that Benedict Cumberbatch or uh, who's the new one? The guy from Girls. Adam Driver. Adam Driver, Benedict Cumberbatch, where you're kind of hot, but no one can explain why. Or you need to just be Brad Pitt, Bradley Cooper, just like Google image search, hot, they come up. That's what you need. You can't just be like 
just a plain guy. I guess oh, you can, but you, your character then becomes that you're a plain guy. That's, that's, all, that's all you can... Actors tough. Musicians pretty tough. But then again, you can play in pubs and stuff. You can you can make a career. I reckon you can make a career busking if you were good at it. Painter. Just don't know anyone who actually no. Pat Doherty is a Sydney comedian who wants to be a painter. That's cute. That's um. He wants to be a painter or a stand-up comedian. It's like, Pat, have you thought about pursuing something realistic? Have you have you considered? I mean, if you really want to be a painter, what you're saying when you say, I want to be a painter is, I'm okay with being a barista. I want to be a painter. I'm okay with working at a bar. That's the trade-off. But I'm paying attention to YouTube. I don't know how I got down the uh, rabbit hole of being an astronaut. Where did that come from? But I'm paying attention to a lot of YouTube, and uh, one of the things that's trending on YouTube is tier ranking. So I don't know if you guys watch this stuff. Tier ranking is where you take like uh, all the Kanye West albums or you take um, all the uh, the Hollywood A-list celebrities and, and you rank them from uh, a very strange system. The, the higher one is S for some reason uh, and the lowest one is F. S, supreme, I think. A, B, C, D, F. Um, and I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm happy to follow trends if that's going to set my career ablaze and, and I'm sure this will be the thing that does it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stack rank. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make tier. I'm going to tier rank cancelled celebrities. Best cancellations, all right? So here we go. Tier ranking cancellations. Well, I think we've got to start with an obvious one. Harvey Weinstein, S-rate. S-tier for sure for Harvey Weinstein. I mean, the man pretty much invented cancellation. And I think, you know, there were people before him, but you look at before him, and these people aren't even on the list, OJ Simpson, Michael Jackson, like, we didn't really know what to do. We're like, these are out, these are like outlandishly offensive, awful people. What should we do about it? It's like, well, we could stop listening to Thriller. No, 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 we can't do that. What can we do? It's like, uh, just leave it? Yeah, okay, that's what, we'll leave it. Harvey Weinstein changed that. Harvey Weinstein is the ultimate cancellation. Undeniable that he did it. Everyone's on board. He's a piece of shit. He's in prison. Prison, I think, is, you'll find in this rank, a, a pretty important thing. I think paying consequences, very high on my list of, of, of tier ranking cancellations. Um, and if you think about it, Harvey Weinstein kind of started the Me Too movement. If you're thinking about the most influential men in women's rights, would the Me Too movement exist without Harvey Weinstein? Something to think about. Uh, number two here, Kevin Spacey. I'm going to say A tier. A tier for Kevin Spacey because he's not in prison. I think we're all kind of agree that he did it. I think we've all kind of said, all right, House of Cards, maybe not as good as we thought, but that was made easier because the last few seasons were kind of shit. But, um, but still walking. And I believe about to shoot another movie. So I, I don't think you can be an S tier when you can... He's about to be... I'm pretty sure he's going to be in a movie where he's playing a pedophile, which is just method acting at its finest. I, 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 I almost respect it. I don't. I make that very clear. I don't respect it, but it's not far off. Uh, Glenn Maxwell. Glenn Maxwell, probably not S tier for me because she she's famous for being... 
a piece of shit. You know, that, that is her identity. Of, of course, among the elites, they knew her as a friend. But to us, like, she's only really known as being uh, a, a, a very problematic person. Um, but still, I mean, huge news story, in prison, Guilty as charged, found guilty by a jury of her peers. I think that's worthy of A tier, next to Kevin Spacey. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, on the other hand, um, unfortunately died before he could go to trial. And I'm a big believer in the legal system and innocent until proven guilty. So that's F tier for Jeffrey Epstein. We'll never know. We'll never know if Jeffrey Epstein was all the things that people have said about him. We haven't had the judicial system rule on that just yet. And that's very disappointing. Um, But we need to agree with the basis of our legal system, innocent until proven guilty. Rest in peace, Jeffrey. Uh, my thoughts are with his friends and family in a, in a very tough time. I, I hope the Clintons are doing okay. R. Kelly. Now, R. Kelly, I think a really great sign of an excellent cancellation is the foundation of it in a documentary series. I think that is... Always, I think that if, I don't have him here, but that you know, U.S. gymnast coach, he'd be he'd be up there. He'd be up there. Having a whole documentary dedicated to your misgivings, um, that's up there. I think the other thing that's interesting about R. Kelly, this is this is second stab cancellation. He, if cancellation had existed in the early two thousands, he'd already be gone. But no, he he survived that, and he's come back, and he's like, well, what else can I do? You know, I can make sex tapes with underage girls. How far could I go? Could I start a cult? Could I start a sex cult? And uh, spoiler alert, he could. But it's all come crashing down around him. Um, we all know what a monster he is now and, and how horrible he was to the women that he treated certain ways. Um, but he does have Bill Cosby's lawyer. And that's just a fact. Bill Cosby's lawyer is now representing R. Kelly and Bill Cosby is out walking the streets. Um, so I'm going to go B tier because the, 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 the rest is yet unwritten as whoever sang that song once said, we're still waiting to see what is going to be of R. Kelly's legacy. Will he be in prison and forgotten about? Or will he walk the streets and and will we see a third season of Surviving R. Kelly? Um, Only time will tell. Um, Likewise, I will actually, I'll put Bill Cosby in that B rank because he is, he's out free. I mean, he's going to die any day now. Isn't this, isn't this fucked? that Bill Cosby is out walking the streets right now. Like, I know this is all very funny and whatever, but isn't it fucked that Bill Cosby... Like, Bill Cosby is free not because anyone thinks he's innocent, but because of a legal loophole. It's just the system's broken. But B tier for Bill Cosby. Big deal. Dead to rights. Free man. Still in prison. A tier. Maybe even S tier. Uh, but uh, as it stands, B tier for Bill Cosby. Ellen DeGeneres. Now, now we're hitting the level. I mean, everyone I've discussed so far, objectively horrible people. Now things are getting a little bit blurry. Ellen DeGeneres. Now, when I looked up list of people that had been cancelled, Ellen DeGeneres kept coming up. And I'm pretty sure Ellen DeGeneres has been cancelled for being a bad boss, uh, for yelling at her employees and, and not being particularly nice. Um because I think we all thought Hollywood uh, would just be a very calm and easy-to-get-by working environment, and, and we've had to question some of our assumptions there, which is, uh, is, is never pleasant. So Ellen DeGeneres, um, look, still got a TV show, still going strong. She, we, 
we all know that she's not a particularly nice person, but I think we're kind of okay with it. I think if it were Oprah, we'd really struggle because Oprah's whole identity is being like the motherly figure. Ellen DeGeneres, kind of a sassy bitch. Um, and I think what we've actually found out is she lives that life. So I'm actually going to go, I'm going to go C tier, D, mm, I'm going to go D tier. D tier for Ellen DeGeneres. Um, yeah, D tier. Louis C.K. Now this one is obviously very close to my heart. Uh, Louis C.K., a big hero of mine. Um, someone who I would love to emulate in many ways. And his comedy isn't bad either. Now, what can you say about Louis? Did he ask for consent? Yes. You'd have thought that'd be the end of it, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd have thought. And I think there is obviously a deeper story about this, that consent isn't as black and white as yes or no. Um, consent needs constant check-ins. And uh, I'm already regretting including this now. I've had so many people talk to me who listen to this podcast bring up the fact I'm going to get cancelled. Fortunately, I have nothing to be cancelled from. Um, I'm going to abort from this. and I'm going to say C-tier for Louis. Louis, C-tier K, uh, because he's released two amazing albums since then. I have bought both of them directly from him. My money is in his pocket, so um, I certainly have a dog in this race. Um, and I think, you know, it's still worse than Ellen, right? It's still worse than Ellen because it's like... It's not just that he's a kind of a bit of a dick. It's that he shows everyone his dick. Um, But he seems to have learned from it, and I think he's just a creepy old dude. And uh, hopefully he's better for it, and hopefully those women that... um, Let's just move on. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Now, again, we're really scraping the barrel here. J.K. Rowling keeps coming up. She's cancelled, apparently. Um, and look, on the one hand, I want to go, look, she just has uh, a, she has, she has an opinion that 10 years ago would have been progressive and now is offensive. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing how quickly you can go from feminist icon to conservative pick? Because I'm pretty sure J.K. Rowling's argument is like, well, trans women deserve to be treated by, with respect. But when I talk about feminism, I'm not talking about them. And some people got very, very, very angry about that. And now she didn't get invited to the Harry Potter reunion. The only person that would be more egregious to not invite to the Harry Potter reunion would be Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling wasn't invited. Like, it's also a classic case of, of, of you know... I don't like her, but uh, I am going to keep watching the movies and we're going to keep making them. Uh, And we are going to keep giving her money, but we do not condone of her. But we we will be sustaining her financially for the rest of her life, but not good enough. I'm going to go D tier for JK Rowling. Now, this one's just egregious. This one is ridiculous. Matt Damon kept coming up on these lists of cancelled celebrities. Matt Damon. In case you missed it, Matt Damon has been cancelled. Now, you could be forgiven for not recognising that based on the fact that nothing has changed whatsoever and that he keeps showing up in movies and TV shows and is the face of Crypto.com for some reason. 
But apparently Matt Damon got cancelled. And I don't know if you've heard this story, and you probably haven't because it's not a real story. But this is what these celebrity websites are saying that I am, you know, using to create content here and perpetuating those stories for my own purposes. Is that Matt Damon is cancelled because he said in an interview that sitting around the kitchen table at home, he uh, he used the term, the, the F word. And I'm not talking about fatties, nor fuck. Isn't that funny? Could you, If you tried to tell me when I was nine years old, the F word was actually the second one. It was actually the second worst. There was a worst F word coming. I'd had no way. I would, wouldn't have made any sense to me. Um, he said this. He surrendered this information willingly. I said this around the table, and my daughter said, you can't say that anymore. And I said, why not? And she explained it to me, and now I don't say it anymore. And people said, well, it's great that you've learned, Matt Damon, but unfortunately you are cancelled. Uh, it's great that you are making progress and that you are trying to address yourself. And yes, you grew up in a different era in Boston, uh, but that's not good enough. Um, self-awareness and changing behaviour is not sufficient. Get the fuck out. And then every... Can you hear the fucking lawnmower? These... People ask why I don't like the working class, and here's the gardener coming, ruining my podcast. Matthew Damon F here. That's not a cancellation. Shut the fuck up, everybody. All right? Now, have I spent too much time talking about cancel culture? Is this a very unbecoming thing for a straight white man with a podcast to be talking about? Has this been trodden ground? I don't think so. I think I have a hot, fresh take to share with the world. I think Louis C.K. deserves everything that ever came to him. Apart from the negatives. That's how I feel <laughs> about this. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to delete these episodes on a rolling basis. I've got... At some stage, there must be like... There must be... This is a great idea for... An, this is a great idea for a business. Oh, you can't. This is a great idea for a business. Here's, here's, here's what you could do. I'm going to listen back to this and see how awful this sounds. And I might have to cut it short. But... What about a business that totally inoculates your past from any potentially cancelable offences. Like, you you tell me... Look, I'm thinking about this for, for entertainers. I'm sure there is someone at Sony that has this job 100%, where we scour the internet for every horrible thing you've said about every minority we care about now or are likely to care about in the future. If you said something about... People with deviated septums. Sure, that's fine now. But by 2040, who knows what new letters are going to be added to LGBTQ? Could be a long list of people we need to keep safe. Well, here's how I feel about this episode. I think the ending of that was quite funny. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing it. I am worried. I don't feel totally good about it. But, uh, hey... What are you going to do about it? If you've enjoyed this episode, please um, give me a rating. Chuck us a rating. On Spotify, you can rate now. Just give me stars. I've given myself five stars. I think I'm the only one. If you give me a rating on Spotify, a rating on Apple, that would be much appreciated. Hey, if you could tell your friends about it. Tell your friends you got this podcast that your friend does and it's pretty good and they should listen to it. That'd be nice too. I would greatly appreciate that. Um, keep listening. Subscribe. Follow me on Instagram. More than anything, come to my stand-up show. 
May 5th and 6th, I'm performing at the Sydney Comedy Festival at the Factory Theatre. If I could see you there, I would very much appreciate that. And until next time, I'm going to try and play my theme music now. And there it is. Until next time, have a fantastic week. Go out there. You, 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 go, you go crush this week. You go. It's only Tuesday. I know. It's the worst day. But it could be worse. Could be end of the day Monday. So you go out. You you do what you have to do to get by. Whatever it is. Buy tickets to my show. If that's going to help. If that's going to help you, buy tickets to my show. Or buy a ceramic mug from Kaylee Creates for some reason. And until next time, this has been Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. And I am Tom Whitcomb. Have a fantastic week. Be honest, was 46 minutes too long?